Welcome to With a Twist, the number one parenting show on the planet. In an era where the majority of children are not asking what they want to be when they grow up, but instead what they want to be when they give up, With a Twist will help you raise hopeful, thriving, engaged, and confident children. Be the parent you've always wanted to be using With a Twist's signature success system. With a Twist is the only parenting podcast that will enable the everyday parent have peace of mind while navigating the school system and life. Give your child the opportunity to thrive instead of just barely survive. And now, the founder of With a Twist, Amber Scotchburn. Hi, it's Amber Scotchburn, and are you ready to get twisted today? I thought the teacher in me would share some statistics with you and have a discussion around what it actually means to be success ready. Our mission at Parenting with a Twist is to help you raise success ready kids, but let's take a real look at what that means. So, did you know that for students between grades 5 to 12, that only one in three feel they are success ready? Almost 50% of students lack hope for their future, reporting that they feel stuck in their lives or discouraged about the future. Almost 50% of students are disengaged with school, meaning that they don't feel engaged or they're actively disengaged. And probably the most scary statistics is almost 60% of young adults referred to as the boomerang generation, which are those between the ages of 20 to 34, are living in their childhood bedrooms still in alarmingly high numbers. So what I'd like to ask you is, if you don't want your child living at home until they're 34 years of age, do you want to help them be success ready? I also wanted to share those statistics with you so that you'd understand that you're not alone, that your child who is feeling discouraged with school is not alone. Look at the statistics, one in three and almost 50%. So how can we help kids be success ready? Well, there are three predictors of success, hope, engagement, and well-being. We want to give you those three predictors of success every day in your house. And how are we going to do that? By our secret success system. Well, it's not really a secret. (laughs) We use it in all the work we do with our clients, and it's been working for over 20 years. But sometimes secret make it sound a little bit more mysterious. So how do we raise the hope, engagement, and well-being in your children? We have to start with things like embracing their mistakes, not expecting perfection, knowing that they're not robots. We have to look at them as though they're just learning to walk, for the first time or just learning to ride their bike for the first time and give them all that same support and love that we would have given them at those times when they come home with having made a mistake at school. And I want you to realize how we're saying mistake at Parenting with a Twist. And that's M-I-S-S space T-A-K-E. We want you to realize that there are going to be many, many takes on your child's path to be successful and embrace those mistakes with them and actually think in your head, wow, they made a mistake 
And that's okay because we want to help them move forward towards their goal. And as soon as we shut them down, then they're not going to keep reaching for their goal. And that's what happens when kids don't feel success ready. So what else can we do? We can take back the power that we've lost when somebody has said can't to us. We can make sure that we don't pass that can't on to our kids. And if this is interesting you more in terms of failure, mistakes, and taking back our power from removing our can't lens, I invite you to listen to the other podcasts up till now, if you haven't already, because they'll explain those in more detail. But basically what I want you guys to understand is that the underlying reason kids aren't feeling success ready, which means they're not feeling hopeful, engaged, and have a sense of well-being, is because we're not allowing them to make mistakes. So what kind else can we do about this? Well, one really important piece I wanted to share with you is that I'd like you guys to think of who is on your team. Who helps support you in raising your kids? Is it the coaches in their lives, the teachers, a partner, a husband, uh, somebody you're co-parenting with, maybe your parents, who aunts, uncles, whoever in the community is around to support and rally because we don't have to do this alone. And we've discovered at Parenting with a Twist that people feel way more engaged when they do have that community. So if you're able to give your kids that community around them, then they're going to start to feel that success readiness. And what we mean by that for them is that they'll know that there are other adults in their lives that can embrace them when they have made a mistake. So check who's on your team. Even for yourself, you're striving right now to be a great, amazing, awesome, fantastical parent. Who's supporting you in that role? Who's telling you that you can be that person and that parent? And think the same for your kids. If they're in a school or an environment where mistakes aren't accepted, where they're constantly told they can't do something, or maybe they're put in an extracurricular activity, and they decide at a really young age that they can't dance, for instance, because they've been told that. Well, that's crazy, right? So we have to fight against those sorts of things. And we have to give ourselves permission to say, oh, no, that's actually not right. So there's a couple of points here. One, figure out who's on your team. Are the people on your team supportive? Do they help and give your child love when they fall behind or when they fail? We also have to look at the word team and what it stands for. I like acronyms, as you might know, through listening to the other podcasts. So team stands for together, everybody achieves more. So you want to make sure the people on your team have that same sense of community and that same sense of feeling and are going to be there to lift you up. The most important person you want to have on your team is an accountability partner. So I want you to think right now in your head of who you could go to that would cheer you on no matter what parenting mishaps you may make. The person that's going to maybe support you with, say, listening to the podcast, doing an exercise together, having a conversation about failure and mistakes and what lenses you wear. Again, those are all from past podcasts. 
And so you want to have this person that's going to be there to completely support you. And by completely support you, I mean that they're going to be able to see the same vision that you have for yourself in relation to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be. And also, they're going to call you on stuff. So for instance, if you've said that you want to be the parent that makes healthier lunches, and yet they see you buying the packaged, pre-packaged lunches at the grocery store, or you tell them that you did that. Well, if there's an exception to something, like it's this extremely busy week, or sometimes the end of the school year parents feel that way, that might be different. But if all of a sudden you're having a pattern where you're doing that, your accountability partner is going to be able to say to you, I see that you're able to make healthy lunches and I can feel that vision with you. However, you're not really doing it. So what can we do to support you on this path? So again, you've made a mistake because you've bought the prepackaged lunch when you're trying to be more healthy parent in terms of food for your child. And yet that person is there to say it's okay And how can I support you in making a different choice? You can apply this to anything that maybe you're working towards on being a different sort of parent. Patience, um, how much time you spend with your child, and the list can go on and on. So pick pick one thing that you really want to work towards being different in, and pick one person that you know can hold the vision with you and also keep you accountable at the same time. And this is what we call an accountability partner. Maybe you won't know who that is. Sometimes I use Facebook. I'll put something out there and I'll know that if I've put it out there, that two things happen. One, I've put it out there. And so I have to stay accountable to it because now I've put it out on Facebook. And as we know, Facebook is the world. Ha ha. Um, But people can keep you accountable that way. The second part of that is once you put something out there, you're going to have a higher chance of actually doing it. So not only because you've put it out there and people are seeing it and maybe they'll ask you, but because you've actually taken an action on it. And we have actually discussed action. So action changes things, which is the acronym for ACT. And you know I like acronyms. So we have discussed once you do an ACT towards something, you're going to be more prone to get there. I'll share a little story with you about that. My children are raised knowing that sorry is just a word. So if you've done something to somebody and you've said sorry, great, but we want to see an action because action changes things. It only, not only, sorry, changes it for the person that you're doing the action towards, which is important, but you're also changing it for yourself, which is just as important and sometimes more important. So the story that I wanted to share with you was my son was out on a walk with some friends and uh, the little girl that he was out on the walk with punched him. And so the mom said that she needed to say sorry. So she said sorry to my son and they continued on their walk. So I got a phone call a little bit later and the mom said, is it okay if River stays longer because we're going to make a cake? And I said, of course, he can stay longer. And is it somebody's birthday? How come you're making a cake? Well, no, we're making a cake because Riley punched River and said, sorry. But River said, well, sorry is just a word. I need an action. And so he maybe didn't say it in those exact words because those are my words, but basically did say that she needed to do something in order to him for him to actually feel that she was sorry. 
And so they decided that baking a cake would be the perfect thing. So here is an example of somebody doing something, having words around it, but then solidifying it with an action. And an action that River would feel better, so he is the person on the receiving end of the story, but also the little girl that did it is doing an action. So she's actively changing something and making it different. Why do we want you to think about this? Well, in terms of an accountability partner and people that are on your team, you want people that are going to be able to take responsibility for their actions, step into it, own their actions, and do a different action next time. And I share that story with you too, because it's a story you can easily share with your kids. And you can easily start to role model that for your kids too. What happens with that is kids get engaged. So don't you think my son was way more engaged with that friend in knowing that really she did really care for him and she really did hear his words. And that mom, she was so impressed and thought, wow, I've always just told my kids to say sorry. However, in thinking about it, I was just telling them to say sorry. So they would say sorry, but really how sorry were they? And sometimes we can judge that by based on people's repeated actions. So if somebody was continuing to do something and saying sorry, you could probably guess that maybe sorry wasn't working in that respect. But if you do an action that goes along with it instead of just using words, chances are you'll have less time of repeating that behavior in the future. So think about this for yourselves when you're parenting. Think about this for your kids when you're on the receiving end of parenting um, advice about them. And think about this in terms of giving them hope that there can be difference and there can be change. So to summarize, what are the ways we can predict and help our kids become more success ready, which means they feel more helpful, engaged, and have better sense of well-being, is by making sure we surround them with people that hold them in the same regard that we do, and that actually embrace them when they make the mistakes, help them take off different lenses that say they can't do something, and help them towards action. And when we say action, action changes things, right? So we want people in their world that embrace that same belief that we do, that when they have made a mistake, that we can do an action to change something, and we can just continue along that path, and we will make differences, and we will make changes, and we're going to keep them engaged and keep them hopeful, and think about their sense of well-being in that case. It's not looked upon as something terrible and wrong. It's looked upon as, okay, well, this happened, and let's see how we can figure out a different solution. Please, please, so important to choose people on your par- on your parents' team, for sure, <laughs> on your kids' team that feel that way, and yes, on your team as a parent. Choose an accountability partner for this process. Being a parent isn't easy. In this generation where we have so many other distractions that happen and so many time suckers and energy suckers and money suckers, we could very easily fall off the path. But I believe that you can do it. Find somebody else in your world that believes you can do it too. This is Amber Scotchburn from Parenting with a Twist. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are around the world. Great to have you with me today at With a Twist. Please don't forget to give me a five-star rating on iTunes. That would be much appreciated. As well as follow me on Facebook at Amber Scotchburn. Thanks so much.